Sam and Maggie hate Glee. Yep. We are watching the television show Glee. Yes. It started in 2009. It did do that thing. This season aired in like 2012. Uh, yeah. So this this beginning of the season aired on yep. uh, 2011. 2011 still. Yeah. All right. September of 2011 is when we're starting. Okay. But. September of 2011. Uh, this is the episode the purple piano project yes uh, my brother and i uh, i'm maggie and that's sam yeah i'm there. sam we are dedicated to watching every single episode of glee you know it uh so sort of like bound until to like a hell contract yeah or like one of those like suicide packs i don't want to die at the end of this though no we're not we're dying slowly Oh, yeah. sure, 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 It's one sure. of those slow deaths. Slow deaths. Yeah, no, so, yes. Well, we're all dying slowly. Yeah, I guess that's true. We're just dying painfully because of Glee. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so we're watching season three now. Um, like Maggie was saying, we're on this first episode, which is inexplicably not an audition episode. Um, uh, and... <laughs> but similar tropes happen. Yeah, of course. the past two yeah, because uh, that's how Ryan Murphy writes. Well, we'll see. Um, yeah, so this originally aired on, like I was saying, September 20th, 2011, 20th. Uh, with 9.21 million viewers, which is down kind of. So obviously we're at the beginning of a season, but let's compare it to season one and season two. Season one had 9.62 million viewers for its premiere episode, which okay. was in a weird place anyway. But uh, season two had 12.45 million viewers. So okay. kind of down i guess is is my verdict on this one um people are out well season two burned a lot of bridges you're barking at me you want to bark into the mic next time speak cool well that was good yeah surprise our dog is a guest started our dog is here uh do you want to go inside is that why you're barking we're uh we're trying a sort of uh looser episode this week yeah uh sam's in town right so yeah so hopefully maggie's mic isn't picking this up right now and you're hearing me in double but uh i am i am in town um so we are recording as it were in the flesh i I caught her butt on the door when i was closing it i I saw that felt pretty bad well uh we are recording in our in the backyard of our parents house yes yeah so um our apologies yeah sort of no, no apologies. It's sort of a, like a summertime vibe. <laughs> I guess. You might hear the crickets, maybe a bird There's or a bird. two. Yeah, so, um, but uh, those are just the ambiance noises. Yeah, totally. Turn us on so you can go to sleep. Yeah. Tell all a, your friends. Yeah, we're like a sleep podcast now. Yeah, we do ASMR, except it's us talking loudly and violently about Glee. And yeah. <laughs> some like nice noises in the background. Um, But yeah, so Maggie. So, uh, yeah. What's let up? me hear the deets about this episode. The deets? I don't have them. Okay, well, I guess. Uh, let's take a look. You know, when I got to edit the podcast, I took all my slandering out. Where oh, I didn't nice. Know. Yeah. I do that for the other podcast I do, but I like mm-hmm. it. I like it in our podcast. You I like feel like the it gives rambling it rambling garbage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's see. Purple Piano Project. You looked up purple. 
Can you not interrupt? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I looked it up. I didn't see anything that was like... So it's not a real thing. Yeah, I don't... So part of it, we're going to have to get into it, but um, there is a moment where there are purple pianos, and Kurt gets visibly excited about the fact that there are purple pianos, which led me to believe that maybe this is like a trope or something, or like maybe there was something like the Trevor Project might yeah. have been doing something, but I couldn't find anything like that when I, mean, I looked it I up. I but I think if I saw... Some purple pianos yeah, yeah. in real life. I would be excited because they're sure, purple. Yeah, yeah that's fun. true. They're really grapey. <laughs> that is a line from the episode. That's not just. <laughs> yeah, that's not just me coming up with a terrible yeah, term. That's not just you adding some flavor. So it was directed <laughs> by Eric Stoltz. Okay. Who's directed episodes in the past. Yeah, that name sounds and familiar. Brad Falchuk wrote it. Okay. Uh, so Eric Stoltz. Let's see what the last episode he did was. Prom Queen. Okay, cool. Yeah. Prom Queen. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. So we we've had a we've had a couple bangers, I guess, from this guy. But uh, Blaine's well, failed. Yeah, Blaine's failed prom. Failed plan. Yeah. So so let's let's just get into this episode. Let's, let's do it. Let's it do the thing. It starts off very similarly to season two. Yes. With ooh, Jacob and Israel uh, coming up to our main characters and berating them and asking them questions and sort of an expository excuse yeah and kind of and kind of a uh rewriting the history of the show way yeah. it's it's essentially i think it's the season recap i guess like instead of sort doing of. an actual recap they're doing this weird yeah they rehash what happened yeah by being like he comes up to finn is like how does it feel to have embarrassed your entire club like, yeah that sort of exactly thing. yeah uh the things that i really liked from this um was the interview with Rachel and Kurt. Sure. Where they're talking about their big New York dreams. Right. They want to go to Juilliard, get a small little apartment on the east side. Yep. Broadway. Tony by 25. And then a taste. Mar- a, well, yeah, married. Married but by 30. A tasteful HBO miniseries, Maggie. Yes. Um, yeah. And Is so. There, are there non tasteful HBO miniseries? The Jinx, maybe? But that's tasteful for someone. I guess. I mean, the subject matter is definitely not tasteful. No. Um, there, yeah, yeah. I also really like the retconning. Yeah. Well, so that's the that's the fun part. So uh, we get a little bit about how apparently Tina and Artie are juniors. Everyone else is a senior, first yeah. of all. This is senior year confirmed. Um, Glee senior year. Yeah. But not really, because also Tina and Artie are juniors. And I guess... So Rachel and Kurt definitely are seniors. Finn yep. is definitely a senior. Yep. Santana and Brittany are definitely seniors. So is Quinn. Well, we don't get that here, but sure. Um, who we don't get? Any, well, he Puckerman, doesn't ask. Where, he Puckerman's doesn't. Puckerman's a senior. Yeah, Puckerman's a senior. Well, Puckerman's like a fourth year senior. Um, but Mercedes, I don't think we actually know how old Mercedes is. Yeah, it's not mentioned how old she is, but we know that she's dating a big black football player. Right. Well, so as if you might recall, we got some hints at the end of last season that she and Sam were having a little thing. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that Sam has moved away. So that Fox can show a, quote, racially appropriate yeah. <laughs> relationship on TV. I I have to wonder if that was, like, the real, like, I don't know why they wrote Cordova Street off the show. Because he comes yeah. back. Right. I mean, I don't know either. <laughs> but, like, it just, okay. Yeah. Let's be real. They they hinted, they're like, oh, we're going to have this relationship. And then and it, then, just, doesn't and it just doesn't happen at all. Do you think they were testing the waters? Like, seeing Maybe. how people's reactions would be? <laughs> I don't know. It's well, we didn't see anything though. Is they the thing like hands. I know? Oh, yeah. But yeah. So we find out Mercedes. Did they kiss last no. season? No. Well, the 
Oh, wink, wink. Um, Sam Sadie's kiss coming in the future. But yeah. The other moments I liked from the JBI interviews was uh, he comes up to Santana. She claims that Paula Abdul is her idol. Right. Uh, well, her Latina her idol. Latina idol. And he's like, she's an Arab. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's not, I mean, not a great term. Brittany talks about her time machine in passing. <laughs> yes, well, so, yeah, so Jacob and Israel asks her what her plans are for the future, to which Brittany responds, wait, are you also working on a time machine? So that's cool. Yeah. Everything is just kind of melding together at this yeah. point. Well, um, Brittany could be working on a time machine. Maybe that's, that's true. That's why she and Lord Tubbington landed here, where there's oh, signs of time travel. Time travel, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, so that's the main thing. Uh, I'm trying to see. Oh, I wrote down that I feel like this was a little bit of the showrunner spitting on our faces again. Like, yeah. kind of in that, like, very Stephen Moffat way where yeah. they're like, no, I'm a junior. Yeah. And then Jacob and Israel's like, well, I always thought you were a senior because we're supposed to be Jacob and Israel. Well, this, and then he's like, nope. This is just foreshadowing for the real, like, the real, the the real retcon that's, sure. that's going to be coming here yeah. where we find that Blaine's a sophomore. Right. No, I'm... <laughs> Which, even though Blaine is in this episode and goes to, yeah. like, goes to McKinley in this episode, we don't find out what grade, he's at, what grade he is. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the thing. Let's okay. get to the next scene. Yeah. Uh, oh, Finn gets called a gliotch after a very well, short little monologue yeah he ha- he has a monologue where he talks about how he has no idea what he's doing which we all knew that already because yeah. he has no future um but yeah so then after that's like so sadly true <laughs> we have to phrase it differently he <laughs> is following oh sorry i don't mean in that way i mean in like the typical like high school yeah. football captain way not in the drug death way um i don't know if that's how finn dies I don't know if that's how Finn dies either. Um, We're going to find out. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Uh, Finn has this little monologue about how he feels lost. And then the hockey players. Homophobically slushy him. Yeah, because it's all the colors of the rainbow. And And they they yell, taste the rainbow, gliotch. (laughs) Yeah. Which Which I sort of like the term gliotch because it's not, it's not like anti-feminist because you're not calling someone a bitch. No, you're calling them a biatch, which is more, I don't know, familiar, I guess. Yeah. Sort of slang. (laughs) But yeah, so um, uh, we yeah, move so that, into uh, the actual show by seeing Wemma. Yeah, getting ready because there's the that's where we get the title card is right after Finn slushing. Right. Yeah. So Will wakes up and turns over in bed. He is shirtless. Yeah, and kisses Emma awake. Yes. Emma is there. She's wearing a very cute yellow nightgown. Yes, uh, and. He says something very gross. Yeah, so he says, I mean, okay, I didn't write down the exact quote. I wrote down something about someone well, else woke up before I did. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's, gross. He talks about his penis, which yeah. is really offensive to me. Um, I, in my notes, I have Will's dick in parentheses, in parentheses, gross. And then yes. a, an arrow pointing to it that says Emma feels similarly. Yes. Emma, Emma kind of turns him down for this. Unsurprisingly. Because who would who would want to have morning sex with Will? Who would have, who would Someone, ever want to have any sex with Will? Like Matt Morrison, as a, let's be objective for a moment. Okay, Matt Morrison as a human being is not repulsive. Will is. I mean, he shilled his song last season, Maggie. You gotta make money, bitch. 
<laughs> no, I don't know. Gotta make it's, that paper. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I can't judge him. But yeah, so uh, but we do get this. Little, so let me get a little montage yeah. of him and Emma preparing for the day. It seems that they're both living in Will's apartment. Yep. But Emma is living there now, and they make each other's lunches in yes. respective Superman Wonder Woman lunch boxes. Yep. And then they go to school. Yeah, it's it's. I I wrote down. It's actually pretty cute, like yeah. that, because it. And it's nice. It's a nice short and sweet way to describe domesticity and like yeah. familiarity. Yeah, it's, it's surprisingly adept. Yes. Then we get to the next scene where we're in the choir room with New Directions. We find out that they're down three members from last year. Uh, Zeisis is gone. Yes. Because Puck couldn't get her to stay. Right. Well, you, you missed the best part. She was giving a pep talk about how much they oh, suck. Yeah, because we get a recap of na- of all the Nationals garbage. Yes. Uh, where the Finchel kiss gets mentioned, and they are completely unrepentant. Like, no. Yeah, Rachel's just like, no more apologies. <laughs> no, well, what's great is, uh, to be fair, this probably shouldn't be as funny, but, like, Kurt mentions that the YouTube video of yeah. it has gotten, like, 20,000 views, which... Okay, in 2018 is not a lot of views. No, that's not a lot. But, um... I'm not sure it was a lot then, either. (laughs) But anyway, there's a comment, apparently, like, he's like, and then there are those comments where it's things like, what's that T-Rex doing eating the Jew? Which is, like... I mean, funny. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, they're very unrepentant. It's very, it comes off again as one of those, like, shows spitting in our face things where it's like, we're offended by that, and the show's like, we're not apologizing for that. Like... Yeah, (laughs) we're sort of back to that, like... Finchel being one yeah. organism. Right. Like, yeah. they, they write Finchel as one character to make jokes around instead of, right. like, Finn and Rachel being separate. Yeah. At least they don't seem to be ruining each other's lives. Yeah, that's true. That's nice. Yeah, but so, like you're saying, Zeisys is out um, because her re- the rep of Glee Club is in the toilet. Because Nationals went so poorly. Uh, and she tells Puck that it was a good run, but she's uh, she's got to get out while she still can. Well, and then Puck makes a fat joke, which is yeah. really the cap on Lauren's character, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, why it's why would you do joke. that? Why would... Anyway. And we know yeah. that Sam is gone. Yep. He's in Tennessee. And Quinn is no-show. She just doesn't show up to this meeting. Yeah. Also, as a note, Shu didn't go to Broadway. No. He... Uh, the, but the guy who took his role in Crossroads won a Tony. <laughs> inexplicably there's no way that that makes any sense well we don't get more explanation of it because no. they can't explain what crossroads is in a way that would make it tony winning exactly but yeah so um yeah so will intros yeah. the purple piano project which is of his own creation yeah supposedly um, i guess pianos were gifted by some almada someone or some organization almada yeah. who owns something yeah and uh, Will fixed up the pianos and painted them purple. That's mm-hmm. what he tells the kids. And he's going to place them strate- strategically around the school. And when they see them, they have to sing a song. This will ho- hopefully, in his mindset, encourage... Other people to join. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Whatever. Um. Yeah, so... I, I would have to admit, if I was a freshman in high school and somebody was singing with a purple piano... I would probably be excited. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm also gay trash. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It, so I would already be interested in that sort of thing anyway. Yeah. The next scene is uh, uh, Emma in Emma's office. Emma for real is back. She has a pamphlet in this scene. Yes. No, it's the real Emma back. It's yeah. very exciting. Uh, Kurt and Rachel are hanging out with her. And I feel like this is the moment to coin the Kurt and Rachel name. Name. Rurt. <laughs> No. You don't like it? No. To be fair, Kirchel isn't very Kirchel good either. Is worse. Yeah. 
Kachel. K-pop. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. Wait, wait, wait. Pummel. Pummel. Wait, no, that's Puckerman. Yeah. I was thinking Puckleberry. That's uh, not right. It's Barry and Hummel. Bummel? Hummelberry. Bummel. No. Look at the bummel on her. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Harry doesn't really work either. What's wrong with Rert? <laughs> Everything. R-U-R-T. To be fair, Emma also points... Well, Emma, it's great because so they come in, they say, oh, we have yeah. this thing that we want to do. And Emma's like, I knew it was It was only a matter of time before... Before the Glee Club... Th- this was the only... Uh, pairing that the Glee Club hadn't had yet. And yeah. then she provides them with a pamphlet that says me and my hag. Which has a cool rad skater on it. Which yeah. makes no sense. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Um, so they discuss Juilliard and yeah. how it's Rert's dream to go. Right. And she's like, well, there's no musical theater program there. Which they're both astounded by. Yeah, you think I would have done like a second of research. Yeah. But or nope. They would know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh then they end up just talking about college, where they could possibly go. Kent State is ma- is mentioned. Yep. And then Niata. Yes. Uh, which is New the York... Academy of Dramatic, Dramatic Arts. Arts, I think. Yeah. Yes. And there's a Dayton, There's a showcase that's happening in Dayton of the Midwestern talent. Well, it's not a showcase. It's a mixer, is what Emma yeah, calls it. something. Yeah. And... Uh, she advises them to go yeah. see what the uh, what the pool of applicants looks like. See what the competition, I think, is what she calls it. Um, but yeah, so then we move to ninth place. Yeah, we're getting to the Sue plotline of it all. Sue is hanging out in her hanging out in her office with Becky. Yes, they're talking about her run for political office. Yeah, it's so she's not doing well. She's no. in ninth place, as I said. Um, she's behind quote undecided and quote. That rapist running from prison, which is yeah, they make but, some, yeah. they make a joke about like phone polling. Yeah, and by being like, yeah, I'm even behind. Stop calling. <laughs> stop calling me during dinner. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so uh, she she realizes that she's too pro. She she's too for things yeah, because she's, she's against stuff. Yeah, she's pro deportation. Which again, okay, so we have to bring this up. Yeah. Is Ryan Murphy a time traveler? Yeah. Who went back in time to try to warn us of what was coming? Some of this shit is oddly prescient. We talked yeah. about it while we were watching the episode. There's like some eerily yeah. accurate stuff to our current political situation, which is yeah. just sad. Yeah, really. Um, it's, just, it's just a bubber. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Sue has, so Sue has this long rant yes. about her political standing, and then she goes out into the hallway well, okay, before we get to that, what, I'm what? sorry, we just, we have to bring this up. She realized she has to be anti-something. Oh, yeah. And Becky suggests, what oh, about toast? Okay, the line that you really like. <laughs> Bread has already been baked. Why do you need to cook it again? Which is maybe the best joke ever on Glee. I don't understand why you think it's so good. So good. So Sue goes out into the hallway. She sees uh, Mike and Tina playing mm-hmm. on the piano. Tina's playing something simple. Chopsticks? Yeah. Yeah, she's playing chopsticks. And, uh, well, that makes sense. A little bit more. It doesn't it? Doesn't it uh, though? And Mike is dancing. Then Sue goes up to them and has this sort of racist tirade where, where she calls yeah. the song that uh, Tina is playing like the anthem of oh, yeah, their she, country. Well, because she starts ripping the like guts out of the piano. Yeah, she's destroying the piano with some sort of tool. Yeah, some like lock cutters or Hedge something. Clippers or something. But yeah, so then. Um, uh, she says, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I probably just interrupted your jangly national anthem. Yeah. Which Mike does say, that's really offensive. Yeah, cool lampshade. Cool lampshade. 
um, but yeah. So here's the whole, whole thing about this scene. We're supposed to believe now that Sue is once again the antagonist. Yeah. Um, even though we had all of re- all that wrapped up at the end of last season, yeah. where she's like, "I'm nice now. I'm. You guys did a lovely thing for me." She even mentions it in this scene, which is even more bizarre because Glee is like throwing it in our face that like yeah it doesn't make sense that she would be mean to them again but now she is where she mentions that they did such a good job at the funeral she's like i've tried all year to be nice to you and tina's like it's the second day of school (laughs) (laughs) um Uh, yeah yeah, i think her reasoning is that they shouldn't be allowed to take up space in the academic environment yeah music well no so that's what she 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 kind of i think her her real reasoning is she just wanted to destroy yeah, the piano. She just wanted to destroy something. But after she finishes and Mike and Tina leave, Nancy Blethman, who it's is a crotchety old geometry teacher, yeah, she comes by and says like, "Thank you for doing that." Bless you, Sylvester. <laughs> she's definitely Irish. Um, I don't but... know if she's Irish. God bless you, Sue Sylvester. You got my vote. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> so then... We might be exaggerating the, the Irish. accent because we've been doing it back and forth a couple times. Who knows? But yeah, but so yeah, she she thanks Sue because she she thinks that artists are just like entitled to like yeah. do whatever they want. Which the irony of this coming from an actress who puts on what sounds like an Irish accent. But it's not like she wrote. No, obviously, the... obviously, but like that's what I'm saying is like Glee doing this storyline is bizarre. Well, they need to have a straw man, and it's easy to attack someone who hates the arts in a show all about the arts. Yeah, that's true. So then the next scene is Clean getting coffee at the Lima Bean, sort yep. of a you know a well trod. Yeah, space. We, we, it's the new hallway. <laughs> hey guys, it's the new hallway. It's the Lima Bean. That's what they have on all their signs. Yeah, we're the new hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, they discuss Blaine coming to McKinley yep. because Blaine is in his Warblers uniform. Yes. And Kurt's like, well, you know, you had all this time and it seems like you still haven't made a decision. It's like, and so, well, he school. could have made a decision. <laughs> School's already started. He could have made a decision that he's going to Dalton, Dalton and you yeah. just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Kurt says he's making a final sales pitch um, yeah. to he, get Blaine to transfer. That he doesn't want to be competitors. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't think he doesn't think their budding romance can survive that. Yeah, because he knows he would win. He knows Blaine wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's a cute moment because Blaine's just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you would win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they hold hands. Yes, uh, and Kurt's final point is just being like, I would I don't want to be away from the person that I love. <laughs> it's cute. It is cute. The next scene is. Great. Yes. Quinn is finally in the episode. Here she is. Yes. Uh, when she was uh, ditching Glee Club and other things. Everything, I church, guess. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, she. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cheerios for sure, but yeah, yeah Church too, probably. She di- she's dyed her sh- now short hair pink. Yep. And she has an ironic Ryan Seacrest tattoo. Well, tramp stamp. Yeah. No less. It is on her lower back. Uh, and it's specified ironic. Yes. And then uh, I think she has like a nose ring now. Yeah, she has like a nose ring and she smokes. Yes. And she's wearing like this big frumpy jacket. Yeah. Like... This is like an alternate universe, <laughs> uh, like punk Quinn fan fiction character. Right. And I'm all about it. Yeah. No, I'm totally it's, here for it. It's great. Um, she has a new crew. She's yes. hanging with the skanks. Yeah. Well, before we meet them, yeah. we get a little chat with the unholy trinity 
where Santana and Brittany are like, come back to the Cheerios. We were bonded for life because we all slept with Puckerman the same year. So don't you want to come out on top like Cheerios yeah. or senior year? We can all be on top of the pyramid or whatever. Well, oh yeah. I think Santana's like, we could win two nationals this year. Um, but there's also a joke that I it flew over my head the first two times I watched it. Yeah. But uh, Brittany says, we're like the three musketeers. We were like the three musketeers. But now <laughs> Santana and I are Almond Joy. And you're like a Jolly Rancher that fell in the ashtray. Which... You didn't get that it was like It was all candy. candy. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause she says three musketeers, so I assumed she meant the actual three no, musketeers. No, 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 no. But yeah, it's but yeah, it's great. Also because Quinn for, for a while Quinn is like this punk version, the way she says everything is in this oh like my God. muted tone of just being like, this... You guys are chumps. Yeah. You guys are such suckers <laughs> for believing in Sue. Where she where <laughs> she's like, You don't understand the pressure I was under. It's like, okay, Quinn. <laughs> It's very good. You um, can see Santana roll her eyes a little bit at the end yes. of the scene where she's just like, oh my god, this bitch. <laughs> yes. Then we meet the skanks. Yes. There's Ronnie, uh, the Mac. And I don't... Something with an SH, yeah. I think. And uh, they're, they're a rough group of gals. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, I've been parentheses, they are gross. <laughs> they hang out under the bleachers. And yeah. smoke. That's yes. sort of their main activity they all do together. Well, so, but, well, <laughs> to emphasize the grossness, the Mac got her name because she makes out with truckers, and the one whose name we can't remember does tell us that she ate cat poo. Yeah. For no, like, no unprompted. Reason. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so. Like, okay, good for you. Uh, then we see our, our uh, little innocent angel. Right, come, yeah, of course. Comes out under the bleachers. She's also wearing all white for this scene. Yes. So, uh, the, it's it's Rachel, if you're not clear yeah, who we're talking about. The, the imagery is there. Yeah. And the quote I pulled from this Rachel speech is, I'm sorry you're so sad, Quinn. <laughs> it's, it's... Okay. Rachel's trying to convince her to come back to Glee Club. Right. To, like, embrace her old life. And Quinn's just like, I've moved past that. You don't understand my life, Rachel. <laughs> you don't belong here. Yeah. Well, so one of the things, my my favorite thing about this scene is I am very convinced that this is a direct plea from the showrunners to us. We we are Quinn. Okay. And Rachel is the showrunners. Okay. And Rachel's trying to convince us that we need to come back. We, we, need, to, we need to cut Glee some slack yeah. about last season. We need to just let it go. We cut our hair short, and we thought that would make us popular, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. So now we need to let all that go and just come back. It's going to be better. We promise. This time it'll be okay. I don't, I don't really see it that way. I see, as, see it as Quinn's like baby steps into becoming... Lesbianism? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. That's, well, okay. The thing is, I feel like in this episode, I love Quinn, like all the stuff about Quinn. I've seen next episode, yeah. and it is garbage quinn's plotline for this for this season is horrendous remember she goes like she goes back to being yes popular quinn and she has like a really nefarious plot yes it's really awful is honestly like so i mean we're gonna have to talk about next episode but preview what's to come Remember how Quinn had a baby the first season and how last season we didn't talk about that at all? We're That's talk about it all again. this season. Yay! <laughs> so, yeah. The anyway, next scene yeah. 
uh, we cut to the news. local news. Yeah. We see Rod Remington and his whore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I like her. I do too. Cause, so they, they have, as per usual, Glee for some reason likes to make a lot of zoo jokes before yeah. Sue's Corner, but they're finishing a zoo joke about some big massacre, which isn't really a joke so much, but it allows Rod Remington to say pandemonium, which is... It's a half a joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a pun, which isn't a real joke. No. Um, but, uh, but so then he's like, uh, <laughs> what's great is he introduces Sue's Corner and he's like, take it away, Sue. Sue, but over him, the woman Take is like, away, Sue. <laughs> which is so good. Um, that yeah. Sue's corner is a rant on how the arts are overtaking public schools and right. are essentially causing like poor academics. Right. Yeah. So yeah, she's taking her anti arts and schools platform. Yes. And we get a shot of Wemma's reaction in their apartment. Yeah. They're just, oh, face. Oh, well, like, oh. Well, what's funny is they're watching this program. Yeah. And Emma's, like, actually watching, but Will is, like, eating yeah. her neck. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, But so then as... What, what's great is Sue has this big rant. And during part of it, she says, this isn't personal, Will Schuster. <laughs> yeah. But That's like, when he looks up. Well, yeah, because Emma, like, nudges him and it's like, look at what is going... Like, why did we turn this on? Like... <laughs> Turned it on so that Will could have some background to his necking. Exactly. But, um... Even though yeah. Emma is clearly disinterested, yes, Will's uh, a piece of garbage. I think they also show Figgins and his wife in bed in this scene, which is, like... But for, like, a second. It's and so it's like, weird. why? Figgins is in the next scene, too, but he but doesn't he's, say anything. It and has no reason. never on him. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Yeah. Speaking of, so we're, so we're in a Wigoo scene. We're yes. back in Figgins' office. And it's just a place for Will and Sue to fight. Like, yes. Figgins doesn't have any lines. Yeah, I don't know why they had the scene here. Because, because like, literally, like, the weirdest part. So Will is coming oh, in, and no. he, like, yells some statistics at Sue, as, yeah. per, as perfectly usual, whenever they talk about academics in yep. school and arts in school. Um, and then Sue is like, okay, are you really mad at me or is this because of your failed sex life? And Will is like, goes into like this, like, Will gets too real too fast. <laughs> yeah, like super inappropriate. Like, sometimes it's really hot and sometimes then it's like nothing. And yeah. it's like, hey, dude. This isn't therapy. Um, this please. is a workplace? Yeah, I don't want to hear about your. And the person you are supposedly having this sex life with. Is a is coworker. Also a coworker. So yeah. maybe you should just shut your goddamn mouth, please. It's, yeah, it's it's so inappropriate uh, and it's, it's just horrible. Yeah. And Figgins just can't, is completely silent. Not even uh, when, not even partaking. Yeah. Even when Will sits down on his couch and starts bemoaning Emma's frigidness. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Sue kind of brushes all of that off and says, "I'm going to destroy you." Sure, great. Pretty much, Thanks, yeah. Sue. Cool. Santana so, yeah. and Becky are in Sue's office in the next scene. Yes. Uh, Sue says something <laughs> about plastic protecting the chairs and how yeah. you, you can wet yourselves with excitement. Right. Then she names them co-captains of the Cheerios. And neither of them is excited. No, because they don't want to share the power. No. It's not... Santana's like, it's not because... Yeah. Becky well, she, has, she doesn't say these words, but it's not because Becky has downs. It's because she knows Becky's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, so that's one of the things... I do actually like the way they wrote this, where Santana says something along the lines of like, I don't... When I look at people, I don't see... The number of chromosomes they have, which, like... Coming from Santana, maybe not, like, does come off as, like, a little, like, 
judge or whatever. But like, I like the I like the sentiment, I guess. But yeah, it's it's mostly because Becky's a bitch, which is funny. Um, but and yeah, they don't want to share the power between them. Yeah, uh, Becky also like it's like I don't want to work with her. Yeah, and calls her sandbags. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then Sue tasks them with destroying the purple pianos. Yep. And uh, asks Santana for her loyalty. Yep. Which Santana gives. Yeah, she's she says I'm on team Sue, which does not seem genuine. No, there is like a, a like Sue makes a snide remark, which is like you play for both teams, don't you, Santana? Yeah, yeah. Why does everyone know Santana's gay? <laughs> I don't know. Do, I, maybe she's just like a really obvious lesbian. Like, I mean, to be fair, she does. She does seem to be. All over Britney all the time. That's true. Like, which, I mean, I don't blame her. Like, Britney's cute, yeah. The next scene is the New Directions at lunch. Yeah. In the lunchroom, which is, I think this is the first, this is a different lunchroom than the lunchroom we've seen before, (laughs) also. Yeah, I think the last time we were here was when they did the bake sale where everyone got high. And this is definitely a different room. Yes, for sure. Um, So, they're all sitting at the same table because they're blood bonded. Yep. And, um... They did that in New York. No. No one wants to do the lunch number because there's a purple piano in the room. And um, but Rachel really wants them to do it. Yes. Uh, she also mentions that the, like name drops this number to Quinn earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I guess is foreshadowing. Yeah. They're gonna do a Go Go's number, and once Finn backs Rachel up, yeah, they do it. <laughs> like I guess because they listen to Finn, which for some. Fucking but, but that's the thing. So we we were talking about it when we watched the episode. But like this hat, this has happened so many times yeah. where Rachel's like, "Hey guys, we should do this thing," and then everyone's like, "No, screw that idea." And then Finn is like, "Guys, we should listen to Rachel." And everyone's like, "Finn, you're so smart. We should listen to Rachel." <laughs> or rather, the idea you said just now was very good, and Rachel never said anything. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so um, they end up doing the number. They sing, "We got the beat." Uh, it's good. Which is good. It's not the Bengals, but it's fine. Yeah, um, and the dancing is pretty all out. They're like yeah. dancing on top of tables. Yes. Santana and Brittany both have like main yeah uh, verses, which is great. Yes. Um. And then uh, Rachel well, sings the main part too. Yeah. The, the thing about it, no one else in this cafeteria seems very psyched about no, this. No, we don't even get a lot of shots of like random no. faces. Yeah. It's mostly just the Glee Club, which I sort of appreciate. Right. Because. Ooh. That was a loud noise outside. Weird. Uh, I sort of appreciate it because whenever we see reaction shots, if it's not at a show choir performance where the crowd is just going bananas, right? it's always people looking like slightly uncomfortable, which makes the number ten times cringier, no right. matter how well it's done. Exactly. So. No, yeah. So, yeah. And then um, what ends up happening at the end of it, obviously, is... Uh, there is a food fight because yeah, that's how the cafeteria fight. works. Uh, because it's a high school comedy, I guess. Well, and I guess part of it, like, I guess there is some reason to believe that maybe, like, the, uh, like, Santana and Brittany got the Cheerios in on that idea. Because, because Becky because is the one Becky's who, yeah. the first one to throw food. She throws a cup of peas at Rachel. <laughs> yeah, a uh, cup of peas. Yeah. Let that sink in. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe served in like little styrofoam cups it's definitely but like it's like in a cup it's like in a coke cup though oh like, i wasn't paying attention to that it, it makes no sense i thought it was a slushy at first yeah uh, and then i was like oh rachel's dress isn't stained at all how, how weird uh then they like jacob and israel comes all the way into frame yeah. like he i put my hand in front of my face my audio <laughs> might have been trash for a second but he's like takes up half of the frame with his big yeah. face and just yells food fight well it's kind of like when he yelled sex riot 
I think. Oh, you're right. Oh, look at Un- that. Unless Sue yelled that one. I don't remember. No, it was definitely Sue because Sue was like, it's a teenage sex riot. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so um, there's a food fight. The every, the the ending shot is pretty nice. Like, Brittany's like dancing in the food, which yeah, is weird. But having then, a good time. But then there's an ending shot before we cut to commercial where Rachel is crying like very loudly with like a ton of food just totally. hanging off her. And she's like, ah. Michelle hams up every time Rachel has to cry it's and she so just good. leans into that ugly cry so hard. Yeah. I love it. Uh the next scene is a food covered New Directions complaining to Will in the choir room about yeah. how he shouldn't have put the piano there yep. and how what a bad idea this was. <laughs> then a uh someone who was actually in the cafeteria that we saw before comes yeah. into the choir room, introduces herself as Sugar Mata. Yep. Which, your, her name might sound familiar. That's right. Her dad's the one who gave them the pianos. Very Draco Malfoy. Yes. Which I, can, I like. Well, it's it gets much more Draco Malfoy next episode, and I'm very excited. It's, it's Draco Malfoy now, because she, <laughs> she sings for them, like, audition, uh, and it's terrible. It's... It's, for once in Glee's life, we get... So it's Big Spender. Yeah. And... Like, it's actually very, it's very actually bad. very bad. And like the best part is um, the subtitles. subtitles, yeah, which outrageously <laughs> off key was what they was how they were described. Love oh. it. Uh, then after Sugar Sugar Mata leaves, uh, Rachel has this sort of anxiety rant. Yes, about how uh, we can't allow this sort of trash trash into the Glee Club because how are we going to make it to nationals? And we really need to make it to nationals. Well. Shu promised that they were going to win nationals, and what? if he lets if he lets Sugar Mata in, they won't. So, Zaisis couldn't really sing. No, but she could dance. Sugar Mata could dance. She danced. Did you Big see? Spender. Did you see her choreography for Big Spender? I, was good. <laughs> I really like her end where she's. And just, like put both for, like does like a big like star yeah. shape. Oh, it's so I love good. It. Yeah. And uh, so, how do you feel about Sugar Mata? She's going to be in the season. So, okay, one of the things I don't like about Sugar Mata is that as she enters the scene, yeah. she self she says, "I have self diagnosed Aspergers." Yes. <laughs> Which like essentially just means that she says really mean things to people, and then quickly afterwards says, "Sorry, Aspergers." Which yeah. I. It's was like why can't of people who have yeah. Aspergers? Exactly. Why can't she just be mean? Yeah. Like why can't she just say mean things? Yeah. Which I mean, the problem is, I guess we already have Santana to do that, yep. and Sugar Mata is definitely not Latina, so she no. she can't. She might be. I mean, maybe she she seems very white to me. She has like right, orange right. hair. Who, who knows? Well, it's blonde. Ish. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like her a lot uh, because she is a comedic character. Yeah. That isn't, I don't know, like, she's just fun. Right. We have so many characters that have lost their sense of fun. Sure. Like, Artie was fun, and then he said a bunch of misogynistic garbage. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I She is fun. Um, I'm I'm just excited because... Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love Sugar in this season. <laughs> yes. I sort of feel like they wrote the Sugar Mata part for a Glee project contestant and yeah. they just didn't get one that yeah. was good enough for it yeah which i mean maybe we, speaking we, of we're, we're gonna start introducing those folks there's one in this episode too yeah um if you don't know what the glee project is because it's sort of a glee insider that's true thing to know 
It was a reality television show that aired between season two and three. And it was on the Oxygen Network. Really? Yeah. Wow, that was when we still got oxygen on our TV. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it was a reality show where yes. people essentially were trying yeah. to be on the they show were of Glee. To be on Glee. Yeah. Which um I believe what ended up happening is they had two like main winners and then like two Ooh, secondary so winners. Yep, exactly. And the two main winners both got actual parts on Glee and the two secondary winners got like guest spots. Yeah. One of them gets like a recurring part though. Cuz t- I feel Jesus like Jesus is a Glee project winner. Yeah. Was he is he this season or yes, is he ne- he's okay. this season? Well, the I mean Rory is a couple episodes yep. of an arc I think. So. And uh so the, to go over them, the characters are unique. Yep. Um slash Alex. Oh, right now I remember that cuz yeah. they're trans. Yep. Yep. Uh and uh, but oh yeah. By the way, we're gonna get a lot of transphobia in a couple episodes. Just oh, uh, God. we'll have maybe we should put like a content warning on those episodes. Uh, and then there's uh Harmony, yep, who we meet this episode. Yep, there's Teen Jesus, who is a white man with dreadlocks, <laughs> and Rory. I do remember who is him. an Irish stereotype. <laughs> well, but then he's actually Irish though. So like, yeah. But yeah. Um. So I'm excited. But so like we're saying, we're gonna see Harmony soon enough. Um, the next scene, yeah. though, is Will and Shannon Beast in the teacher's lounge eating lunch yes. together. Will is talking about how he's not strong enough to tell Sugar that she can't be in Glee Club. Yeah, well, so uh, kind of to recap, uh, the, the the thrust of the argument here is Shu... After the policy? Yeah, so after after Sugar Mata leaves, she was like, our policy has always been that anyone who auditions gets in. And then Rachel has her big speech about how, like, we can't they let her in because win. she's trash. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so she was trying to reconcile this to Shannon Beast, our favorite character, or at least our favorite teacher, maybe. Um, I like Shannon a lot. Yeah. Uh, but so Shannon's like, "Hey, I run the football club, or football club. I run football team, <laughs> and I cut sixty guys today. I ruined sixty dreams today. <laughs> yeah. And she she does suggest maybe making Sugar either a uh, water boy a or a mascot, which is. <laughs> She would be the new direction. <laughs> or the new direction. <laughs> I, do, I do like that. Yeah. A new cardinal direction. Well, okay. She would just be an arrow. Well, that's the thing. She'd be an arrow, mm-hmm. but it would have, like, suggestively, like, round things at her feet. Oh, no. So that she's also a new direction. Yes. No. I do like weast, weast the new direction. <laughs> and anyway, um, yeah. yeah so uh, Emma arrives on the scene, yeah, just in time for Will to uh, grow a backbone, right? Yeah, exactly. And decide that he's going to oppose uh, Sue, yeah, and all of her anti arts garbage, yeah, and uh, to tell Sugar Mata she's not, what, she's not what's in. real. Yeah. yeah, and Emma gets turned on for the first time in her whole life, maybe? Yeah, she she does have a line that says, so this is what being turned on feels like. Um, yeah. I was I said it to Sam while we watched the episode, but I, I do appreciate that uh, Emma ha- is at least sort of ace still. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it sounds like, like we got the thing from Will where he's like, sometimes she's hot and she's cold, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which they didn't sing hot and cold, so I don't know why that was a scene. Um, but, <laughs> if only. But no, uh, yeah, I think, 
I, I, I see it. Like it's not. Yeah. It wasn't just her. Because I, I don't want to say her OCD is fixed. Right. Because, but we know that she's taking like an SSRI or some sort of medication and is having behavioral therapy. Yeah. And I, it's nice to see that her uh, like sex aversion and asexuality yeah. didn't just go away. Right. Yeah, it, it wasn't necessarily a symptom of OCD. It might be something else about her. Yeah, it might just yeah. be part of her. Yeah. So, um, let's move to the next. It's, it's Nyata Prep. It's Rort's Dreams. Yeah, so. They're talking about their dreams in the auditorium. And okay. what do do with the Nyata Mixer? Do you not like Wart? No, because the thing is, when you say it, it sometimes kind of sounds like Wart. Sure. Which I'm actually Wart. okay with that. Let's call them Wart. Yes. So Wart is practicing Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. Um, Which is a jazz song. Yeah. But it makes references to the w- the Wicked Witch of the West. But yeah. it's not from any sort it's of It's not from anything. I, I thought it was from The Wiz and I was offended for for everyone who yeah. isn't white, um, even though I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, it's not. It's, it's actually a jazz staple i guess ella fitzgerald sings it which again does mean that maybe there is some offense to be taken Eh, but it was covered by barbara streisand which is a whole bunch of people yeah so there's full-on props yeah they were witches hats and brooms yeah they have these collapsible collapsible brooms which is so weird uh kurt opens a trunk yes and pulls out these collapsible brooms there's two of them so that they can both sort of wave them around yeah and like like skip while they hold them between their legs i do like the choreography it is good it's very show tunes it is um but i'm not a i'm not a turn it, off by that yeah it, it's fine it's it's not i mean the thing is we we see this a lot we, we're getting this a lot which is not terrible it's a good number at yeah. least it's not trash like yeah at least it's not bad yeah anyway the so next yeah one is the cheerios tryouts yes we're in the gym uh Br- uh Brittany. No, no uh, Santana and Becky. Becky and Santana are going to be running them because they're the co-captains. Yep. And Sue's like, I don't even want to add anyone to the Cheerios, so this is just an opportunity to be mean to people. Well, to see people cry, yeah. specifically. Um, so they do that a little bit, which is rude. Um, but then Will arrives. With Emma. With on, Emma. As a camera person. Yeah, to Glitter Bomb Sue, which... Which, which is not a thing. No, it is a thing. People send letters that are like envelopes full of glitter but that's to people. Not pouring a bucket of glitter on someone's head and filming. No, it. no, you're right. It's not that. Um, yeah, it's which is what happens. Yeah, uh, Will says something in his speech about how every grain of glitter represents an art student who is losing their dreams. But right. when Sue takes yeah. away arts funding, right? Which whatever. I mostly I hate this already because yeah. it's will but also like this just doesn't make any sense yeah what is it what is this gonna do well it's just, like i don't later in this episode we find out that this does actually increase sue's because poll numbers it's like an, a very flamboyant yes way to yeah exactly express discontent yeah and i don't like that's the thing is i don't know what will was thinking but he doesn't think that much so he maybe doesn't that's think that much yeah but the next scene's so good and we're gonna get to it right now yes we see small snip we started off the scene with uh like shots yes of shoes with a lot of ankle yes <laughs> cropped pa- like very red cropped pants a lot of ankle a, a straightened bow tie yes and sunglasses i think so i think they're red sunglasses yeah so we get a very well established outfit yes 
explain his dressing for his new school. Yes, yes. It's so he yeah. Blaine arrives in, in the McKinley colors in in McKinley colors in the hallway. Yes, and Kurt is there wearing. In stark contrast, oh my god, <laughs> a peacoat dicky. I have a which drawing is... of it in my notes, and it's—I don't want to say it's like making me uncomfortable, but it's bad. It's, it's a bad horrible. Piece of it's horrid. It's yeah, but so, but like we could go on about that all day. But we it's can't terrible. talk about the dicky crimes forever. <laughs> no, um, we but... have to. We have to move forward. Yeah. and it, it's such stark contrast because Blaine's fashion is so classic. Exactly, and, and, and like Blaine looks really good, and, and Kurt looks like adorable. a pile of trash. Um, Kurt doesn't look that bad, but the dicky was a bad choice. But yeah, so Kurt doesn't notice that. Blaine is not in his Warbler's outfit yeah. for He's just like, hey, you're here. A good, I love like, you. Ten minutes or whatever. It's not that long, it's, but it's like a couple. It's like a couple sentences into their conversation. Yeah. And Blaine's like, hey, you didn't even notice that I'm not wearing my Warbler's uniform. Which, but like earlier in this episode, Kurt made a very explicit point of being like, you're still in your Warbler's uniform. Which is like, so whatever. I that's small. Glee has committed much worse crimes. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So then... Blaine's at McKinley. It's yes. great. And to announce his arrival, he decides to do a very... Oh, the fans are making... We're making noise. That's fine. They're not making noise anymore. Yeah. Okay. He decides to announce his arrival with a very flamboyant number. Yes. It's... It's, it's not, not unusual. unusual. Uh, he does the Carlton dance. He does. <laughs> do, not, do not fret. Yes. He does it. And it's... Amazing. Yes. Uh, Darren Chris is a fantastic performer, as we have said time and time again. Yep. The Cheerios uh, join in. Yes. No, it's great because... Um, it's outside in that pavilion area where yeah. he, where the concrete, Warblers sang yeah. something only we know. And where they sang New York yeah. at the beginning of last season. Yep. So, you know, callbacks. Um, But... <laughs> But anyway, so uh, the Cheerios join in, and it's very obvious that Blaine was not aware that the Cheerios were going to join in on this number. It's cute, though. He, oh, he it is. really rolls with it. Yeah. He, like, and it's, it's fun because there's a little bit where, like, Santana's, like, teaching him the choreography. It's so it's, adorable. Yeah. I can't get past how adorable it is to yes. see Blaine interact with the New Directions people. Well, especially Santana. Because I, I love yeah. Santana also. Yeah. The gay kids. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so they, uh, they do this whole dance, and then there's a bit at the end where the Cheerios dance around the purple piano which no one is playing in the scene yeah well there maybe there isn't a kyle was playing another piano nearby oh you're right uh, so it so makes weird. no sense as to why no one is playing the piano um but they dance around it and they all pour lighter fluid on it and then quinn who has been off on the side throws her cigarette Sk- butt at quinn it. Skin quinn specifically <laughs> throws her cigarette butt at it and it lights on fire and everyone just acts blasely. Yes. There is no alarm that no. this piano is on fire. They show like a shot of this entire courtyard, which is full of people who are watching Blaine perform, just sort of blank faces. Well, they're all, they they seem stunned, but they don't. But no one should you, someone you, be like fire <laughs> or like or like oh god like anything any reaction no, no. none none um but yeah you know what I have to say about this scene. What? It's not unusual to be completely charmed by this little demon. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. I just can't get past it. Uh, well, and one of the things that I loved about it is his outfit 
like matches the Cheerios uniform so well. Yes. And like, oh, it just, it's so good. Yep. Um, and he also talks about how he came to McKinley to be close to Kurt, his love. Yeah. He just couldn't be far well, away. Yeah, because Kurt that makes some point about it. Was like, oh, I don't want you to resent me for making you come to this school, like, or whatever. And it's like, no, we know he came, he was going to come here because he needs to torment you. Like, he's going to come here because he needs to torment you. He's going to come here because this story would not survive right. without Blaine in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's move to the next scene. It's the Neata Mixer. The Neata Mixer in Dayton. Yes. Uh, Rurt road tripped over there. Wart. Yeah. And they meet the folks who are at this mixer who are sort of like, if you were going to clone Kurt and Rachel... <laughs> And you had, like, rejects? Yeah, <laughs> These are those exactly. clone rejects. Yes. Except for maybe Harmony. Harmony is... Harmony is, like, a good Rachel clone. Actually, a lot of the women, I think, in the scene are actually all, like, very attractive. It's just the men. The men are, the like... Men, uh, yeah. They're not all winners. <laughs> no. But... So, so we get very exuberant greetings because they walk in they're yeah. preparing they, they were gonna do their prepared number or whatever they all have whack-ass names <laughs> yeah it's like harmony's normal but I then feel. but then there's like china there's canada oh no sorry canada someone's named canada and uh, then somebody's named after the little french orphan from in Les Mis. Les Mis, yeah and yeah it's Ugh. you you didn't see that i rolled my eyes hard <laughs> but yeah so um they they get it's just harmony and her goons exactly basically. well see that's the thing because so they, they get like exuberantly welcomed and then they go over and there's like a big stage already yeah and um they're like well we we meet we, every single month since freshman year yeah but uh kurt and rachel are like oh well we we've prepared a little number and they're and then uh, cutting them off harmony is like oh we've been working on something we're gonna show you guys sit right here i convinced that they had a a, a bat mitzvah last last weekend i convinced them not to strike the stage um and so then they perform so harmony is uh, yeah harmony is Lindsay pierce from okay the Glee project cool and this is not the only time she'll be in here oh yeah. and here are the names okay gavoche that's the the <laughs> french orphan uh pendleton and canada oh my god pendleton is also definitely a woman <laughs> interesting also, twice. Canada is a black man, which I do appreciate. Yeah, sort of weird. Uh, but when I was cutting Sam off, he was going to say they do a oh, mashup. Yeah. They do a mashup of anything goes and uh, anything you can do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, South Pacific and Annie, Annie Oakley. Gun. Yeah, yeah, Annie gets you good. And there's pyrotechnics. Yeah, well, okay. There's a pyrotechnic, <laughs> but let's talk about this. So they're doing this performance, yeah. and one of the great things about this mashup is that it starts off very, like, muted. Like, like it starts off with, like, kind of, like, a weird, like, militaristic... <laughs> like, there um... is sort of an air of, like, military flair because they're in formation the whole right. time. Well, and it, it's mostly because I think for Anything Goes, it's from South Pacific, yep. so it's about, like, a naval... Yep. Thing. So, like, obviously that makes sense, but... So, like, it starts off as, like, kind of muted, and then, like, it kind of just go Like, because then it breaks into, like, yeah. this uh, very fast part, and, like, things get, like, faster and louder throughout yes. it. And, and you pointed it out. There's Dutch angles. <laughs> yes. Uh, even from above, we yeah. see the whole formation doing their in-time dance from above in a Dutch angle. Yes. 
both ways, like, <laughs> right great. and left. And there's really there's... red lights, really blue lights. Yeah, it's like nightmarish lighting where it's like bright orange and like also red and yellow. Like, and it just keeps changing super fast, and mm-hmm. the camera keeps moving. So it's but it mostly follows Harmony. Yeah, who's just mad dog and Rachel and Kurt the whole time. And she like points at them a couple times when it's relevant in the lyrics. Yep. It's very good. She sings. I don't aggressively. Yes, no, she's, she's def- an aggressive performer. Yes, um, it's so good. It it's... is. It is a true hellscape. <laughs> it's so it's amazing. Sort of like um, it reminds me of the hell scene from Phantom of the Opera. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the hell scene from Book of Mormon. Which I, honestly, you know, they might have been going for that. Yeah. Except not Book of Mormon because it wasn't out yet. But but I'm not saying the, the I'm show not choir. That was the reference. That's, no. Yeah. That's what I reminded the me of show choir hell i yeah. mean yeah show so- choir hell. <laughs> you just have to re- you have to sit in uh in rehearsal while you listen to like the tenors sing right. the same four bars over and over again exactly yeah but so um they do this number it's very good it's a very good number i like you know. it too um but yeah so then like Maggie's saying, there's a there's a there is a single pyrotechnic at the end. <laughs> pyrotechnic at the end is great. It's just like a firework it's yeah. in front of them and in between the performers and Rachel and Kurt, who yeah. are like right at the front of the stage. There's just a little poof of smoke. <laughs> no, it's like it's like a little explosion. And then and, Rachel shrieks. <laughs> there's just a what? <laughs> Rachel, that is so amazing. And when we heard that, I was like, why didn't that happen when the piano set on fire? <laughs> Damn it. Oh, it's very uh, good. Then we cut to Kurt and Rachel in a car crying. <laughs> guess, guess what happens? It starts raining. It's raining. <laughs> uh, we were paying a lot of attention to the rain. Yes. Because uh, it sort of looks like they just have a hose on top of the car. It's, it's like, it's so unrealistic. It's just... It's really bad looking. Yeah, but so they're they're talking, they're, they're being friends, which is yeah. always good, but they're they're complaining about how terrible they are. Yeah, Rachel just asks, like, what if we aren't good enough? What if we have to move to some other town, change our names, and only do community theater for the rest of our lives? <laughs> <laughs> and Kurt ends up pep-talking her, being like, no, Rachel, I will let you yeah. uh, do that sort of thing, I guess. Uh, well, then, yeah, Kurt, Kurt, so... They're worried about their credits and extracurriculars. Yeah. Because that was another part of the Neata Mixer was Harmony being like, I was the Gerber baby. <laughs> yeah, I also... I, my ultrasound was on TV. <laughs> exactly. And then um, some other, like, so, so essentially, like, they, they've realized that their competition is a very stiff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Kurt is very supportive of Rachel in this scene. He's like, nice. I'm going to push you to do your absolute best for everything. And Rachel's like, yeah, I guess I'll do that for you too, or whatever. Um, but my favorite line is that Rachel says, not everyone's dreams come true. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's... But hers are because she's the, st- the star of the show. Right. So all this waffling is stupid. And as someone who watched the Glee Project, it was hard for me to watch, like... I remember watching the scene originally and yeah. watching when I've watched this scene, when I've seen the episode yeah. other times, I can't really believe that Kurt and Rachel would have this sort of reaction right? because Harmony is good, but she's not that good. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the thing is they've seen other people do good performances yeah. and like, I don't know. It's the, my, my favorite thing is they end the scene with quote, the gay high five, yeah. which is a pinky promise. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Then, 
we get to the next scene. It's Wemma getting ready for a second time. Yes. Uh, we're sort of reprising the scene. Emma has another different nightgown. Yeah. That is also cute. But also, you pointed this out, and now I can't stop thinking about it. They were on opposite sides of the bed. They swapped sides. Who does that? Like, maybe this isn't real? <laughs> especially because, like, especially if even... That's the thing. Yeah. I... I I have never been diagnosed with OCD or anything like yeah. that, but I can't imagine switching Change sides of the bed that, that drastically. And I can't imagine that someone who actually suffers from that from OCD like, would be chill with that. Exactly. Like <laughs> because you have your nightstand where you put all your garbage. <laughs> exactly, and like, yeah, and uh, maybe maybe she made them switch after Will said the gross thing about his penis. <laughs> <laughs> so that way is he can is it that side of the bed will yeah um but anyway uh <laughs> but yeah it so is, it's weird like why why swap them so that emma could do the same thing that will did i guess because that's what she poetry does, is she wakes up and like wakes up well well and she's like guess who guess woke, who up, woke before up before me <laughs> <laughs> my vagina my um boobs. <laughs> yeah, so then um so then they get up and they're making their lunches for each other and will's like i don't want to go to school because i don't want to crush sugar's dreams and emma's yep. like when you cr- when you did that thing to sue it was really hot so yep it's nice that you're a man of action now and whatever yeah and will is he's like oh emma seems interested i have to chase this down exactly so then we see will turning sugar mata away yeah well we cut in into the middle of the conversation after he's already done the hard part, which seems weird for a drama, but whatever. Well, they don't want to write it. Yeah. They don't want to write the hard part. Um, Sugar does have the line, I can just come back in and do it. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I worked that song like a, like a hooker pole. Yeah. <laughs> and she's she's convinced that she did very well. Yes. And was just like, I can't let you into the club. Then we see... Well, Sugar reminds Will that he is a failure. Yeah, and Sugar gets upset and, yeah. like, storms off. Then Sue comes up to Will, claims that she was hate-crimed, and yeah. that's where we find out that the video has actually turned... Turned things around for turned her. things around for her. She has more supporters than ever. Well, yeah, she's she's finally beating, quote, rapist from prison, <laughs> which is... Now we're in the choir room with the new directions. Yep. Blaine is here. He's introduced to the to the group. He's he's wearing a blue sweater vest. Yep. Also very cute today. That's sort of Blaine's vibe. Yep. I mean, yep. He's just cute, yeah. <laughs> and uh Finn is initially like really antagonistic towards Blaine. Yeah, well so Will introduces him. Yep. Which they already all know him, so... Yep. But um, Blaine's like, I'm really... Blaine gives, like, a little speech, which is weird. He, but he smiles the whole way through. That's true. But, so, like, he there's... He talks about how, he, how he's, he's so excited. And he's that like, we're gonna win nationals this year, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, um, after he says that, there's, like, light applause. And yeah. Will's like, why isn't there more applause? And <laughs> Finn is like, well... I just want Blaine to know. And Blaine is, like, right there, so it's very passive-aggressive. He's like, I just want Blaine to know that, like, we're not the Warblers. Like, and, which, what? Oh, yeah, something about ball hogging. Yeah, and, like. And I was just waiting for Santana to jump in there. <laughs> but she doesn't, unfortunately. She doesn't. But Dang Yeah, it. so, um, essentially, I think, I think what they're trying to say is that Finn is worried about the fact that Blaine is going to steal every solo from him because Blaine is a better singer. But He's, he does end up doing that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he deserves them. Yeah. And uh like Finn should not be this outright antagonistic. We no. we have discussed theories of, of, of perhaps why. 
Uh, is it brotherly love? Is it more than that? <laughs> is it? Well, yeah. That's the best part. Is it brotherly love? You'll remember he and Kurt are, are now brothers. brothers. So is it brotherly love or is it that he loves Kurt? Yeah. Or is it that he loves Blaine? Does he love Blaine? <laughs> but yeah, so... Does everyone love Blaine? Yeah. <laughs> but so they... Uh, Finn points out that he did set the piano on fire and Blaine's yes. like, well, I didn't do I that. I didn't do that. The Cheerios did that. <laughs> and, and that's when we moved yeah. to... Uh, the trial of Santana Lopez. Because <laughs> she does actually, she directly is like, that was an act of political protest. That was an act of political protest, and Sue made me do it. <laughs> and yep. judge, jury, and executioner, Will Schuster, kicks her out of the club. Oh my god. I hate this so much, but you're so right that this <laughs> like, I do love the idea of this is the trial of Santana Lopez. <laughs> but yeah. So, Will, Will is like, well, it's like a, that was the, the piano was on fire, <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, "Well, Sue made me do it," and they're like, "Well, Brittany didn't do it," and Brittany's like, "Well, I'm a water sign," so which <laughs> which sign, isn't so even a good defense because it's like she said she would have done it, like, yeah. but um, and then so they're like, so Will's like, we can't have anyone that isn't a hundred percent devoted to me and my club, so you're banned from Glee Club Ooh. unless like, and which I was just like. You shouldn't have to give a loyalty pledge. Like, that's something I expect from Sue. Yeah. It's a loyalty pledge, which happened earlier. Exactly. Will sometimes, like, Sue rubs off on Will in a, ba- in a bad way sometimes. Or maybe Will really is... Maybe Will's just a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, like, Sue Sue is a bad teacher sometimes, but sometimes she's a good teacher. Will's a bad teacher pretty much all the time. Yeah. So, like, maybe he's just doing the bad teacher things. And it's not a good idea to kick Santana out of your group because no. you're already three people down. Right? Santana is one of your strongest performers. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and so... You know that Sue mani- has manipulated Santana for years. Right. So shouldn't you be supporting her and, like, yeah. telling her that she doesn't have to set pianos on fire and going to yell at Sue, who is, co- like, coercing these girls? Maggie, will spend an inordinate <sighs> amount of time yeah, refurbishing those pianos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> refurbishing the pianos. He he does seem a little bit wounded. Yeah. And but, we know that he fixed them up himself. Yeah. So Mercedes lauds this as Santana leaves the room, which is bizarre. Yeah. Because I thought she and Santana were friends, but I guess not. Because no. she's like, you're right. You were right to do that, Mr. Shu. You were right, Mr. Shu. Only the loyal can survive. <laughs> But yeah, so um, yeah, she dons her MAGA hat, and then, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so then Rachel, then, yeah, Rachel makes an announcement up and yeah. makes a speech about how she wants them to do West Side Story for the musical this year. Yep. A less controversial choice. Well, okay, here, well, so that's part of it is like she makes this choice, and I was, I was like, you just kicked your only Latina member out. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, this is also controversial. Well, she picks it. Specifically because she wants to play the role Maria. Right. And we know that she she wants extra credits and yes. like extracurriculars for her Niata application. Right. So that's what this West Side Story thing is. Obviously. And we're going to get into about the the terrible casting that ends up happening. Yeah. We're really going to talk about that, but yeah. we're not going to do it right now. Yeah, because guess what? There is actually an episode that we get there's, to do that. I mean, there's multiple episodes right. about yeah. the West Side Story production. Yes. So, yeah. So she said she's going to, she announced she wants to do that. And Mercedes does establish that there will be auditions. Yep. Um, Rachel doesn't just get Maria. No. Even though she does end up just getting to be Maria anyway. Um, and then Kurt 
announces that he's going to run for senior class president because he wants more extracurriculars. That was a spoiler alert. Uh, there is a, like a whole episode where they talk about who's going to be Maria. Okay, well, guess what? It's Rachel. Because <laughs> yeah, anyway, um... guess what? It's Rachel Berry. The show is about Rachel Berry. Yeah. So then um... to conclude on well, that thought, yeah, Rachel te- stands up. Well, well, Tina points out the piano metaphor oh. of the episode, which is that the pianos are burnt, covered in garbage, and ripped up, and they're the pianos. Yeah. Like, that's what the world has done and to them. Shu goes over there and plays a little ditty on them, and he's like, but they still make music. They still make <laughs> shitty, terrible music. Um, Even though the pianos are broken, they still make music just like us. Just like the sugar. metaphor. Just like sugar mata. Um, but Then Rachel gets up. And yeah. uh, Brad steps onto one of the pianos and gives uh, presumably the one one covered in food because it's yeah. the only one that would actually work still. I would he, assume he tinkles the keys and <laughs> Rachel sings. Like a... Is that what the kids call it now? Yeah, <laughs> he's just tinkling his keys in the bathroom. The the beginning. So they sing "You Can't Stop the Beat." Yeah, from Hairspray. Hairspray. But the beginning is very, very slow. Yes. I know the original song. Yeah. Like the beginning is a little bit less. A little energetic bit less a- yeah animated but it's not this much <laughs> no it's this. like a dirge <laughs> rachel goes up there and bemoans the fall of the glee you club i guess stop an avalanche <laughs> like that's the pace it's and- just like holy shit we're gonna be here forever <laughs> yes um but yeah so uh thankfully once it gets to um the, like the break yes we we do hit that drop and then we go to the auditorium and yep. we see a full group number yes um yeah and so they're all wearing purple to yep. match the pianos yep um mercedes does the black lady bit which is i guess more appropriate than having someone else do yeah, it's it but better. it's better than if somebody else did but it. i mean if anyone if anyone in our audience has seen hairspray you'll know that um there are more than one black person in it yeah <laughs> like uh the best parts of the song are the two faces that yes. are made by first Brittany, yep. who is pur- purposefully cross-eyed. Well, that's okay. We talked about this a little bit last season because Brittany does this kind of stuff. Yeah. But like, so... And there's there's like interview quotes from Heather Morris where she's yeah. like, I just have a good time. See, that's the thing. I, I was going to say like... It's obvious that, like, Heather Morris just does this because she thinks it's fun, but you think they wouldn't use, like, do, a shot of her, like, blatantly cross-eyed. Like, cross- <laughs> like, I, like, as soon as they broke into the dance break of this number, I turned to Sam and I was like, Brittany's gonna be cross-eyed! I recognize that outfit! <laughs> I was very excited. Yeah, well, and so, the funny thing is, I do remember, I remembered this from when I watched it the first time, yeah. and I thought they all made faces. No. No, only Brittany. And sort of Blaine. Well, sort of Blaine, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the other good face, is that Blaine, uh, the last per- the last shot of a face we get is Blaine just sort of, like, mouth show-facing so it so hard. Yes. <laughs> the biggest smile you've ever seen, because it's going to engorge someone um no uh yeah so we get the trope of the first episode of a season that we always get which is quinn skank quinn is watching them perform from a balcony from a balcony uh, not one we've seen before i don't think but whatever no quinn was uh in that first group no no i meant but the balcony she's standing on yeah, doesn't look familiar. I think it's backstage? I have no idea. It's definitely not the one we've seen in the past. No. Um, 
Yeah. But I'm not sure this auditor the auditorium has gone through like some changes. <laughs> You know, it grows. Yeah. It, it changes sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the episode, though. That's the whole ding, ding, thing. Thank yeah. God they ended on a number. Yeah, thank God. At least they learned something. Um, they, they're going to go back on that lesson once I again. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, so... You know what that means. It's time for the podcast business. Podcast business. Podcast. <laughs> Business. No, no. But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars, gold stars are, a are a metaphor for me being a star. No, that's not. I'm talking to the cat. I know you are. Momo. Look at me. She's not. Okay. Um, We're into this now. It's the podcast it. business. Yeah. Um, As per usual, we're going to talk gold stars, best numbers, and ratings. Yes. Those Let's, are the three things we do at the end of every single episode. Yes. Well, end-ish. Because then we usually banter on about bullshit. Um, yeah. So, Gold Star. Gold Star. Would you like to go first? I'm going to give my Gold Star to Blaine. Okay. Because I talked about him too much this episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, may, I, I'm going to break off one part of the star to give to Skank Quinn. Okay. Is that half or? No, it's like um, you know how stars have five points. <laughs> so a fifth. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, I'm also giving my gold star to Blaine. It's an the oh, yeah. the fifth is like an honorable mention for the aesthetic. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, you know she she's not looking for an award. No. Um, not with that ironic <laughs> Ryan Seacrest tattoo. No way. But yeah, so I am also giving my gold star to Blaine. Obviously, I mean. I think there is some merit to giving it to Skank Quinn because, oh my god, so good. She's great. This is the only time I'm actually going to like her, too, because next episode gets real garbagey. Yeah. So, um, But Blaine is, Blaine is just amazing. Yeah. And in this episode, Blaine is amazing. A little beam of light. Yeah. Um, so let's move to best number. Best number. It's got to It's gotta be, it's not unusual. Yeah. I mean, I also picked it's not unusual. The The other numbers, so we had, um, we got the beat in the cafeteria, yep. which was like halfway through the episode. God. We were we were watching the episode. You have to yeah. pause it when you take notes for this podcast. I'm like, hey, you do. So we know how far we <laughs> were in. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow, we are halfway through this goddamn episode and there's no music. Yes. This is the first episode of the season. Yeah. Maybe they were they were worried if they opened with a big number, people were just going to turn it off. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, they did kind of pack the second half because we, uh, we got the beat and then we had Ding Dong, which is dead. What about Big Spender? Well... <laughs> <laughs> what about Big Spender? It is credited in the You're a real in the Big Wikipedia. <laughs> it is credited in the in the uh, uh, season Wikipedia. three songs Wikipedia page. Nice. So yeah, um, so Big Spender, Ding Dong the Witch is dead. Uh, it's not unusual. Anything goes slash uh, anything you can do. Yep. And then uh, the closing number, you can't stop the beat. Yep. So. Yeah, but like it's not unusual. It's so good. Yeah, you got you can't stop the beat. Is also like that's the thing. I don't think there's a bad number besides Big Spender. Yeah, Ding Dong the Witch is Dead is a little boring. Boring yeah. compared to other the other numbers. Yep. Uh, you got the beat is nice and upbeat for a first number for this. Well, season. except for the beginning of it, the dirge, dirge oh, no. bit. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> but uh, and anything goes is good, but it's not like it's 
It's not done by recognizable characters. Oh wait, no, sorry. Characters. We got the beat. Is the ca- is the cafeteria yep. one? Yep, that's sorry, you can't stop the beat. Is the one that has the dirge of the beat. That's why I was no. a little confused. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's good. You're you're, you're right. It is it is a good number. Yeah, uh, but anything goes is good. But it's not done by recognizable characters. So right. I don't really care all that much. Also, it's intended to come off as a nightmare. Yeah. So like. <laughs> it makes you feel it's, a little uncomfortable. It's not unusual. It's just so good. It and is. I, I've always really liked the cover. I've listened yep. to it like outside of Glee so have I. Yeah. plenty of times because Darren Chris's voice is angelic. He's, yep. a little, he's a little angel baby. Okay, so let's let's get to the last piece. Uh, what are you going to rate this episode out of five slushies? I'm going to rate this episode one slushy okay. yep. out of five. Yep. Uh, because I find the Sue as a villain plotline to be overused at this point. I'm just sort of... Like, I didn't even really notice it all that much because I'm so yeah. tired of it. Right, exactly. Like, it it just doesn't make sense anymore. No. Um, but, yeah, so I, I also gave this one out of five. Um, I was originally going to give it a half, and then I remembered how much will bullshit there is. Yeah. And I was like, guess what? This gets an extra half a slushie. Yeah, I, I, we're going to move further and further away from Will. Thank God. Because uh, there's, I mean, there's even a point where we move out of lima and will does not go so thank god um Fuck yeah yes. yeah so um that's just about everything that's for this thing. episode yeah um next week let me just see here we're gonna we're gonna talk about the episode i am unicorn from yeah season three yep. it's episode two Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, because Kurt is running for president. This yes. Was, I'm going to do a little recap of what I can remember, okay. like half remember from yeah. seeing this episode very long ago. Yeah. Kurt is running for president. Brittany wants to help. Yes. Uh, and compares being gay to being a unicorn. Yes. And puts horns on all of Kurt's <laughs> posters. Not like ones that are sticking out 3D, but no. eh. um, like stickers. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. We also... Um, <sighs> I've watched already, and it makes me feel very sad. But we get a lot of it's. We start getting the auditions for West Side Story, yeah. and who boy, it's not fun. Um, Artie's gonna direct West Side Story, right? Yep. Okay. Along with Emma and Shannon Beast. That is a good crew, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're gonna get there next week. It's all good. Um, season. I'm looking forward to season three. Yeah. No. I. I think in retrospect. I think season three, at least from what I can remember, is the best season of Glee. And, I mean, you know? The bar's not high. No, that. exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> well, the big problem is that means that the three seasons after it are going to be a real well, right roll now, down the hill. right now, I would say the best season is season one. Right. Agreed. That we've watched. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I wanted to do. Uh, okay. At the end of this episode, we need to rank the Glee Club members on who we think is best. <laughs> okay. So who do we? Who's in Glee Club right now? Should we? Ex- should we? Yeah. Let, exclude Zeisses, Quinn, and yes, Sam? they're not in Glee Club right now. And Santana. And Santana. If we're gonna follow, well, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. The rank is wrong then. Uh, so who's in? Well, I mean, it makes. Do we want to do beginning of the season, like beginning of this episode, or? Let's do the beginning of season three. Okay, so that means so we got Santana and Brittany. Yep. We've got Rachel and Finn. We've got Kurt and do we want to throw Blaine in there? Yes. Okay, we got Kurt and Blaine. We've got uh, Tina and Mike, and we've got Artie and Mercedes. And I think that's everyone because the there other... should be because they need twelve to compete, so there should be nine of them. Well, or 10 we're adding yeah, we're adding Blaine, so there's ten. Yep. 
Yeah, so that's all of them. Because um, we lost Zeises and we lost Sam and we kind of lost Quinn. So I think the number one, if we're if we're putting Blaine in there, Blaine is obviously number one. <laughs> he has to be because he's told us. Yep. He's made us believe that he is number one. <laughs> is is okay? Is Darren Chris a, a devilish trickster? Here's the question: Is Blaine actually? Le- the show might be possessed. Right. Because we know the show's cursed. Yes, exactly. So is the show possessed with a trickster demon? Who is Blaine? Like, is he influencing the actual show? Is he, influ- is he influencing us as viewers? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> but it also might just be because... Well, but like, how would we know? I don't know. I don't know either. But I, I'm still I'm still putting Blaine first, because obviously. Um, what about you? Who do you think is number one? It's hard. Yeah. Uh, because I do love Rachel. Sure. I can't really get past... Like, I know that Rachel's annoying. That's part yes. of her character, but I love Rachel. Sure. I really can't deny I mean, my love for her. She's also weirdly One, tied two, three, to Finn. Four, five, so. six, seven, eight, nine. Who am I missing? I have Mercedes, Finn, Rachel, Santana, Britt, Kurt, Blaine, Mike, Tina. Artie? Artie. Yeah, so... So, okay, let's decide who's last. Finn. Finn. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean decide? The universe decided for us. Who's next to last? Are we, what's our criteria? I don't know. Performance (laughs) capability? Or just how much we like them? I mean, I guess that comes down to individuals, right? Yeah. Maybe a mixture of both. We yeah. play by ear. Is Artie next? <laughs> Is Artie next? <laughs> I mean, there's definitely... I, I feel like Tina might be next for me. Okay. Um, but the main reason is because we never actually hear her say... we don't give enough to Tina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not her fault. Yeah. Like, But like, I could see Artie too. Because the, the main reason I, I'm shying away from Artie is because Artie actually does have like big solos. Yeah. And he is a good singer. He is a good performer. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do uh, Tina and Artie are nine and eight. Yes. Um, and then I'm going to put Mike above them, but just barely because he's a very good dancer. But like past that, like what else? What else is there yeah, to Mike? Yeah, that's true. Uh, who's, Which so, puts, gives a lot to some of the other characters, I guess. So here's here's what we have left. Sure. Uh, so there's Blaine, Kurt, Britt, Santana, Rachel, and Mercedes left. Okay. I think Brittany's got to be next. Yeah. No, she definitely has to. I mean, she's great. Don't get me wrong. But, like, these other characters have So extra. then there's Mercedes, Rachel, Santana, Kurt, and Blaine. Is it Mercedes? I mean, probably. It sucks that Mercedes is fifth out of ten. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing. For me, it's either Mercedes or Rachel next. And I think you want to put Rachel higher. So well, it's a similar thing to Tina with Mercedes in a way. Yeah, that's true. We don't see a lot of Mercedes, and when we well, we do, right? But it's like, always the storylines we get are like people being like Mercedes. You're not being Mercedes enough. Exactly. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mercedes is fifth. Yeah, that makes uh, Rachel sixth, or I mean fourth. Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. Sorry. That makes Rachel fourth. I think Kurt's going to be... No. You know what? I'm swapping no, this. Yeah. I'm changing this. Kurt fourth. Rachel uh, third. Yeah. yeah. Kurt is fourth. 
Rachel is third. And now for the real the real battle. <laughs> Santana or Blaine? Okay, Santana is going to be second and Blaine's going to be first. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I wonder if like we have listeners who really don't like Blaine. I don't know. If they if we do, they should tell us. They should. So we just made a list. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, you know what we should do? I don't know if we should do this every episode, but yeah. we should definitely return to the glist, like... Every season or so. Or, or like, halfway through the season. Yeah. yeah. To well, see how we're feeling. Yes. So, here's the ranking. Are you ready? Yeah. Blaine, Santana, Rachel, Kurt, Mercedes, Britt, Mike, Artie and Tina sharing 8th and ninth, and yep. Finn. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. He is not moving up. Yeah, Finn's in the right spot. <laughs> I feel like Mercedes could move. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I was going to say, I feel like Tina potentially could move. Yeah. Like, I. that's the thing. Uh, we're we're going to get like a Mike-centric episode. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Asian F. Yeah, Asian F. Yeah. And um, I, I love Mike. Okay, fair so. enough. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but that was fun. Um, but yeah, I if you... want to have a lot of these characters tie near the top and keep Finn at 10. <laughs> Exactly. Well, let's think. There's two levels here. Yeah. There's everyone, and then there's Finn. We're so mean. Yeah, but he's terrible. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, we are really mean, but at the end of the day, because that's one of the things at the beginning of this episode, there's that Finn monologue. Yeah. And he has a thing where he's like, I just, I don't know where I fit in all of this. And then they slushy him. And like, I know we're supposed to feel bad for Finn. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't because yeah. he gets lauded for so many things, and it's like, dude, just because yeah, just because you're white and tall and a dude doesn't mean that like you yeah. like that I'm supposed to feel more bad for you that like some things aren't going your way. Guess who else doesn't know what they're gonna do with their lives? Everyone on the show, like, yeah. <laughs> like Will doesn't know what's gonna do with his life. That's not a good comparison because he's terrible too. But like, I don't yeah. feel bad for him either. Totally. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Yeah. Uh, if, you can yeah. connect with us other ways other than just having us scream to your ear holes <laughs> about how much we hate Finn. Uh, if you want to tell us how much you hate Finn, or maybe maybe you don't like Blaine, you can tweet us at Glee, email us at snmhateglee at gmail.com. Yep. Check out our Facebook page at SM Hate Glee. Uh, like, that's the slash. Yeah, Facebook slash that. Uh, you can also just search it in the Facebook search bar. But yep. who's using Facebook anymore? Fuck you, Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, you can also uh, well, support so, us on Patreon. Yeah, you can start us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SM Hate Glee. Um, so I've decided somewhat unilaterally but i don't think maggie's gonna care yeah. that much but um the charity that i think we should donate to is the trevor project yeah so I, I think the trevor project is a good one to go for uh when we get to these more transphobic episodes i think we should donate to some like yeah. trans kids organizations probably and, um but yeah so we'll yeah. we'll have updates about that too um but if you want to if you want to donate to us um just know that we are going to be pushing a lot of that towards charities because yeah, glee the, sucks once we, once we cover hosting fees which is not very much yeah uh we push the rest of um the yeah. patreon funds into that yep um and so uh i just wanted to say just like if you send us an email um we might shout you shout you out here cool. uh we got an email from our friend jamie who jamie. listens to the podcast um who emailed us about the new york episode the end of season two cool. and she she titled it new york mashup and here's the here's the email. Okay. Sam is totally right. That thing is 
garbage in all caps. No! <laughs> I don't like cities, but I like New York. Other places make me feel like a dork. A what? <laughs> Is this just because we couldn't find any other words to rhyme with York? Cork, fork, spork, pork, torque, stork. Or maybe just don't do this song. <laughs> Love you. Other cities make me feel like a pork. Other cities make me feel like a pork. Well, and she also, she had a postscript on this email that says, why do they clap and cheer for themselves at the end? No one else is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Yes. Um, but yeah, so like, if, if you have any thoughts or feelings, you can do that. You can also find us on Twitter, which we did... Uh, this, the, is, this is some gold stars and stuff from season two, right? Yeah. Well, actually, um, we got someone tweeted at us. Um, it's actually uh, uh, my boyfriend, Chris. <laughs> but Aww. he tweeted at us quoting Becky's line from this episode yes. about the how toast line. the toast line, which so good. Why would you cook bread a second time? Yeah. Well, um, and then we also we also got uh, some more information from Lex's Last Breath, which is handle at Incredible Ted. Um uh, who let us know that she doesn't she doesn't remember any of the songs that were sung during season two, uh. so she didn't know what the best one was. Um, but uh, she did give her gold star to Santana's voodoo doll yes. and Britney's love declaration. That's so nice. um, and two out of five slushies for that finale episode. So um, yeah, if you send us your gold stars, best numbers, and uh, slushy ratings, we'll shout you out. And that stuff will uh, get a little bit. M- seem to be a little bit more current once uh we record yes a week in advance yeah so we're always going to be a week late with yes. the gold stars yes sorry it's, it's, it's gonna just be weird. it's just the sorry. way it is yeah but um speaking of uh i don't know there's something i think that's it i think that's it too um so until next week Ew, gross. What you, was that a I bug? just caught a moth on my Ew. neck. Um, it is getting really buggy out here. We should probably go. <laughs> yeah. So next week we'll be back with uh, season three, episode two. Yep. Whatever. I am Unicorn. That's what it's called. Yep. Um, but until then, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs>